You know, the word says that whoever the sun sets free is free indeed, and I think that that's the word for this morning is freedom. Liberty. So, Lord, we just bless you and we praise you. Father God, we exalt your name this morning. Father, we're so glad that we serve a big G God in a world of little G gods and that you're greater than all of those. Lord, forgive us of the times that we've fallen short of your glory, but Father, thank you for liberty. Thank you for freedom. Thank you that your son set us free from the power of sin and the power of death. Oh God, we love you. And Lord, we want to honor you with our praise this morning. We want you to come inhabit our praises, and Father, we want to just hug you and love you. So we give this to you this morning, Lord. We love you and we praise you and we exalt you in Jesus' name.
we've come this morning to lift him up in every circumstance. And I'm reminded of David who worshiped the Lord. It cost him something because in his worship, which was a divine worship to God and God alone, he ripped his clothes off and he danced outside of what his normal lifestyle was. He danced and he praised. And when he got home that evening, Mrs. David came over and she said, look at you, the king taking your clothes off like that. It's undignified. And he put an end to that statement by saying, I will worship the Lord even more authoritatively, more vile, and I don't care because I am worshiping the God of gods. So today as we step into worship, I want you to step out of where you are, out of your situation, with the force of knowing that he is the Lord. Every praise he is worthy. Every praise he is due. So I'm going to ask you to stand up. I'm going to ask you to do something that you don't ordinarily do. I'm going to ask you to raise your hands. I'm going to ask you to dance. I'm going to ask you to shout, to move into what God is doing. Every praise is to our God.
It's real easy to get caught up in the external environment. It's real easy to get caught up in things that distract us. It's real easy to get caught up in the fact that there's tables instead of chairs. It's, 
was cold and now it's getting hotter and oh my gosh and it's real easy to just let your mind roam and my feet hurt and my back hurts and I got all this to do and this is uncomfortable and I don't want to worship I don't feel like worshiping or I'm worshiping but nobody else there's all kind of distractions that can come in your mind and this is the time to let it go we come here together it's let it go but it's easier to say that. But I'm going to let the words of David inspire us this morning. Just for a few more moments as we just step. There's just one more step. Just a little further. I believe he wants us to get to this place. To get our hearts receptive and ready to hear. David said, he said this. He said, because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you thus I will bless you while I live I will lift up my hands in your name come on I know it's uncomfortable for some of you just do it because I'm asking you to lift your hands this morning lift your hands and say praise the Lord oh my soul while I live I will praise the Lord I will sing praises to my God while I have my being oh yes oh I will praise you Lord come on just watch the anointing just watch the corporateness change to worship you I live to worship you I live oh come on just sing just sing don't worry about who's around you Lord to worship you I live to worship Usher in that place together. Oh, to worship you. Oh, to worship you. room close your eyes just close your eyes and just sing this 
from your heart to the Lord this morning. Everything we give to you, we give to you, not to a formality, not to a procedure, but to substance, every substance, every praise, everything that is within us, we give to you this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you for what you've given us. We thank you for the gifts that you have given us so that we can be those that are destroyers of the works of the enemy that are wise so that we destroy the works of the enemy. You gave us gifts. You empowered us. We honor you for the gift that you've given us. And now we say with confidence we're going to step into that gift. We're going to step into what you have for us. We're going to take authority over the things we need to take authority over. We're going to step into the place of authority that you've called us. We're going to settle into our gift like never before. You're going to unlock that today in the name of Jesus. You're going to release something. Something is going to be released in you this morning. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. This morning's a little different because I'm not the one that's going to be bringing the word this morning. I'm not the one that's going to be teaching you this morning. I have the privilege and the honor to introduce our guest speaker this morning. But she's not a stranger. You know her. I've never introduced someone that I've been as intimate with as you. She's seen me naked. <laughs> Pastor L.A. never saw me naked. Langston's never seen me naked. And everybody said amen. Listen, she's been getting ready. She's been preparing. God has put it on her heart. She's about to crack it open and pour it all out on you this morning. It is no coincidence that she is the first guest speaker to speak over you in this house because she's the one that's had, she's part of that birthing that's taking place, One Love City Church and what God is doing and how he's birthed it in all of us. There's something in her that she's going to pour out on you this morning. I'm asking you to do something for me. I'm asking you for the first time as our guest speaker, a guest speaker, first time, I want you to stand to your feet. And I want you to release your faith and say, Father, I'm going to receive it. I make a demand. I pull on that gift that is in her to give what I need this morning. Speak as you speak through her. Release as you release through her. I receive it. Do you receive it? Well, come on. Stand to your feet and welcome my wife, my wife, your pastor's wife, my wife, April. cry before I get started. Amen. Woo! Amen. Well, as I was standing there, I heard the Lord say, you're not going to start with a prayer this morning. You're going to start prophesying. So if it's okay with you, I'm just going to prophesy. And also heard the Lord say, don't say any names because there's several people in here that they're going to receive that prophecy. 
The first thing I heard was for the business owner. How many business owners we got in here? Woohoo! For the lady and the man business owner, the Father God said, since 2016, you've been seeing all the things that's come to pass that were prophesied over you regarding your business. But now, don't forget the other prophecies that were spoken over you. The prophecies that has to do with your part. The prophecies that have to do with what you said you were going to do. The Lord said, because I have been faithful on the prophecies that was my part. And sometimes you say, glory be to God, look at all this that's come to pass. Look at these prophecies. They're coming to the past. They're coming to pass. Now what, God? Because I'm flourishing. Everything is just above. But the Lord said, don't get caught up and don't forget what was prophesied from you to me. To the man that feels like he's always on the back burner. Today you're going to hear about some gifts that you've been burned out and heard about before. And so you stopped doing those gifts because you thought that providing for your family, providing for your children, making a home, taking care of business is what was needed to be done. And in that season, that is true. But I am a God that wants you to feel like you are living life more abundantly. I don't want you to feel like I'm merely just living day to day with nothing returning into me to be thankful for this life that I'm in. I'm just barely making it. I'm barely making it for my family. I just feel like I'm on the back burner. The Lord says, listen today and your ear will hear. Your ear will hear of a new gift that's always been in there, but something's gonna leap out of you. To the woman To the woman that feels like life is just life. To the woman that feels like what I'm doing doesn't matter. I'm just fulfilling what's necessary. I hear the Lord saying that weight is going to be lifted off of you. This year, he said the weight in the natural, the weight on your physical body. He said the weight that is on you spiritually to where you feel like you cannot perform your gift that is going to be lifted off of you this year. And to all of us, I just hear the Lord saying, good job, One Love City Church. Good job. I hear the Lord saying, great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Do you know that as I was preparing, I heard the Lord say that this is to get us ready to go forward. And just being in the position of wanting to go forward is more than the person that's just watching. Can I get an amen? 
Just being in that position of wanting to go forward is so much more than just someone watching. So I just want to encourage us all to just say, God, we just accept what we're going to hear today, that it is going to be preparation for us to be able to be seated forward. Not only for One Love City Church, not only for the the Tifton City, not only for the state of Georgia, but for you, for you and who you are, for you and who you are as a wife, as a husband, as a business owner, as a follower of Christ, as someone that is just to let someone see the light of who Jesus is. So I just want you to see that the tables that I've set before you is going to be used in my demonstration today. So it's going to be a little different. There's going to be some shifting that's going to be taking place. So I'm not going to ask you to do it immediately, but I do want you to know if you can kind of get your stuff kind of together. I'm going to label each table. And then I'm going to have you move to a certain table before we get started. But before we do that, if what I say when I speak of these gifts, I'm going to be speaking of, Cornell, you can go ahead and put that scripture up. Romans 12, I'm going to be talking about the gifts of God. If something does not leap out of you instantly, that's okay. There's some tables that are open. You can just sit as you're hearing the descriptions of what the gifts are. Then if you feel like you want to move to that table, that's fine. You won't be a distraction because there's going to be some movement. I just want to go ahead and let you know that. So let us just go ahead and stand with the word. We're going to be reading Romans chapter 12. We're going to start in verse 6. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. That word well right there means thorough. And it says in his grace, he has given us gifts to do things thorough. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. This table right here is the prophecy table. If you already know that that is your number one gift given to you from God, I want you to go ahead and come to this table. Number two, if, you get, if your gift is serving others, serve them well. If something leapt in you instantly and you knew that you are a server, I want you to come to this table right here. Number three, if you are a teacher, teach well. I believe, where's the teacher? There's the teacher table. Bill Sweeney is the teacher table. If it is giving, give generously. Giving table, who has the giving table? All right, Pat Thomas, wave, wave, wave. She's the giving table. Oh, wait, I skipped encourage. I'm sorry. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. This is the encouraging table. Lena, wave your hand. You're the encouragement table. And then, Pat Thomas, wave your hand one more time. You're the giving table. If God has given you leadership ability, take that responsibility seriously. Who's the leadership table? 
Who's got leadership on their? Oh, you going to wave and be at leadership table, honey? Okay. And last, if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Who has the kindness table? Jenkins, wave your hand. Y'all are the kindness table over the, in that area? Okay, and if you are not sure yet this morning, that's awesome. Get to a table that doesn't have anything written on it. As y'all are going to your seats, if you need to get more chairs from another table or if we need to kind of put two tables together, we can do so. The reason why I'm doing this this way is because I heard the Lord say, let them see who amongst themselves is like-minded with them. The scripture also tells us that iron sharpens iron. So you that are at the same table together, you are of the same iron. So you can see each other who you can sharpen. You could be accountable to one. To you need another chair? Here, there's chairs right here. But no, serving, where's the serving table? Raise your hand, servers. Yes, behind you. You're, you want to be in between? Okay, you be in between. Since prophecy is the first gift, we're going to start with prophecy or to prophesy. If God has given you the ability to prophesy, then speak out with as much faith as God has given you. Not as much faith God has given Inez or Geneva, or Tina, but what he has given you. A lot of times we get stuck in a shell because if we see a prophet or someone that prophesies often, we think, oh, well, if I don't look like that, then that must not be my gift. But the scripture tells us, no, you are to prophesy with as much faith that he has given you. So I hope those of you that are at the prophecy table, that this will encourage you to say, okay, well, if I don't look like that, that's okay. Prophecy. This means that if you feel inspired to declare or to indicate a specific word to someone to do so. I also was hoping by putting you at table so that you could see each other that not only will you be able to kind of feed off of one another, but that you can also start to see if there's things that you yourself feel that you should help encourage or prophesy to the one that is with you, being that you feel like this is your gift. That would be a wonderful place to start with one another. Because it's easy to be in relationship and prophesy to your family. And then the enemy wants to come in and bombard your thoughts and tell you not to speak that or prophesy that to someone else. But now being at this table, you see that you are of the same 
iron so you can sharpen each other. Amen? Okay, number two, serving others. Who's got the gift of serving others? This table right here. Woohoo! Serve them well. What I loved when I kept reading this scripture is I kept seeing the word well, well, well. That means something to the Lord. He wants us to do well. You know, I've always heard people say, I want to do all that I do in life, and I want to do it well. And then I've heard people say, well, I just want to do one thing well. Guess what? They're both right. They're both right. Because God has given us one example right here. He says, do well, do well, do well. That means you could do multiple things well. Are you feeling that you have a purpose to just fulfill a meal for someone? Then that's, that's you. Are you always wanting to assist someone in something? Then that's you. If when you're sitting at home sometimes at night watching TV and you just think, man, I hope my neighbor has enough sugar to make sweet tea then you have a gift of serving others. I mean, I've had that thought one time in 37 years. So, what, you know, I've, I've just sat there and just thought, you know, I just, I hope Mr. Ralph has plenty of sugar for sweet tea. And if he didn't, he would, he would ask me. I would provide for, for, for him for that. So if you have that, you know that that's your gift. If you feel like I want to serve for my community, I have a duty then that serving is in you. Be a convenience for someone. That's what I heard the Lord say for you servers. Be a convenience for someone. And just start there. Number three, where's the teachers? Woohoo, teachers. If you can teach, then teach well. If you feel like you can impart knowledge into someone, if you feel like you have skills of a certain something, then guess what? You're a teacher. If you feel like when you get instructions about something, you then want to give someone else instructions about it, then you're a teacher. If you enjoy giving instructions, you're a teacher. Teaching drives you, then teach. So teachers, I'm expecting y'all's table to really have an awesome list of things when we get to that part. Number four, encouragement. Who's that encouragement? These two tables, woohoo! If your gift is to be encouraging, then be encouraging. Be encouraging. You know that person that, say there's like six or seven people standing there and somebody's telling a story and, you, you know, three people be just sitting there like, mm-hmm. And then there's that person that's like, that is so awesome. I am so proud of you. That is so great. The builder-upper person, if you like to build somebody up and when you hear what's going on with them, it makes you happy to be happy for them, then you're an encourager. If you enjoy being happy for someone else's happiness, you are an encourager. Get to the encouragement table. Hallelujah, that's an awesome gift to have. 
And I hear the Lord saying, for the encouragers, you are awesome and all that, but I'm hearing confidence. Confidence. For whatever reason, the enemy wants to attack your confidence because he knows that your gift is encouragement. And that confidence that he attacks is the confidence of yourself. So I hear the Lord saying, encourage yourself, build yourself up. This year, just be the year of building yourself up. And out of that, everything else will flow. Amen? Amen. Number five, giving. Where's the giving? Woohoo! Givers. Give. If it is giving, then give generously. Give means to present something without expecting something back. Giving means to be a handout. If you've ever sat there and said, I cannot believe them. All they want is a handout. You do not have the gift of giving. If you say that, that's not your gift. But if you're always just looking to say, I want to impart without a return. I want to give without anything else. Then that is your gift. You are a giver. Number six, leadership abilities. Leaders. Now, he doesn't say lead well. He says take that responsibility seriously. A leader is someone that is a guider. A leader is someone that is a director. Someone that can direct with no hesitation of fear. That is where the seriousness of it comes in. Serious means no hesitation. So I clearly heard the Lord say with no hesitation of fear. That you come with genuine, earnest sincerity. And looking at that table, I feel like that's everyone I see there. Except for one, I'm not going to say her name. Grace, I'm not talking about you. Number seven is kindness. Okay, when I was reading, I was like, this is a gift. And then I was like, yes. But it's kind of sad. It's a gift. At first, I thought, okay, God, I'm really just going to, am I reading the wrong? Like, do I need to read the King James Version to see what the real word is? But number seven is kindness to others. Who's at that table? <laughs> he said, God tells us, if kindness to others is your gift, then do it gladly. You have qualities of being friendly, then kindness to others is your gift. If you always are feeling generous and considerate of others before yourself, before your family, then more than likely kindness to others is your gift because you do the whole, you ever heard of like the ask for permission versus um, getting getting forgiveness from them so if you're married and you have a spouse that comes home and says honey this is what I did he already did it or she already did it then that's more than likely their number one gift is kindness to others 
showing warmth to others, just that act of kindness all the time, then this is your gift. Whenever I was saying, okay, God, these seven gifts that you have given us from grace, some people might say, well, I don't really know if I'm one of those or any of those. And I clearly heard the Lord say, that is from fear. Do not let fear decide what your gift is. And what I mean is, well, when she said giving, something stirred up in me, but I don't have much money. That's letting fear decide what your gift is. If you felt inside of you like, well, I don't know if we will have time to serve others. We're so busy. We've got small children. We're running a business. That's letting fear decide what your gift is. And whenever I saw us all sitting forward, when I read this scripture, I didn't see anyone in fear. No one. No one was in fear. I saw some of a couple looking like, well, I don't know which one. I'm not sure. I've done that before. I've done that my whole life. I want something new. I want something different. But what I would say to you is whenever I read this, all I kept seeing was doing well, well, doing well, 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 well. Our flesh might be saying, I've done this for a long time. I'm tired. Our flesh might be saying, well, I want something different. But would you be able to say that that you had done, you have done well? So I just want to encourage us all to say, okay, God, I'm hearing these gifts, these certain things you have given me to do well. Am I doing well? Before we allow the thoughts that are going to come into us about if we need to be somewhere else, if we need to do something else, are we doing well where we're at? Now, on those papers, I put the paper and a pen there. If you just, amongst who's at your table, if just one person would just take authority, no big deal. Um, the kindness table, um, the serving others table, prophecy table. If everybody, if one person would just grab that paper and the pen, I want you to write this question down. What is one thing... We as a gift, and what I mean is we as a gift, whoever is at that table, you are a gift representing One Love City Church for the city of Tifton. What is one thing we as a gift can do to fulfill this that he has called us to do well? Just one thing. So what we're going to do for the rest of the time is we're just going to talk amongst each other. We're going to strategize. We're going to encourage one another and just... Get ideas out. This is what we're called to do. We are called to do these certain things well. So, and then we will come back in about 10 minutes, and then I'm going to read what each table came up with. And we're going to hold each other accountable.
Amen? Amen. Now, let me say something just real quick, because I'm hearing each table, y'all are giving like different suggestions and things that you could go into the community and things like that. That's fine, but remember what I said, well, the word well, remember well, thoroughly and well. What is the one thing that we can do that we know we will do well, okay?
all of that. Okay, so I'm interested in hearing what all each groups has got going on. This is so exciting. I'm so proud of y'all. Um, I'm going to start with, as the number one gift is, the gift of prophecy. Oh, they ditched you. The spokesperson of the gift of prophecy is Sarah Gurr, my girlfriend. All right, Tony, where are you? Here he comes. Here he comes. You ditched me. You ditched her. You want to open up with me? You want to read it? No, no. Okay. So the way we read it was how can you fulfill your gifts? So um, this is what we came up with. Okay. The first thing is that you have to submit to God with your whole being and then pray and ask the Lord to increase your, um, what he wants to say through you, to read the word, um, to, if you have a dream, to really ask the Lord to show you if that was meant to be a prophetic dream or not. Um, stay in tune with God. Tune your ears to listen and not speak so much, which is not my thing. And um, this, is, this is what my husband says to me, not everything on your radar needs to be spoken. So, because I, I see a lot and I hear a lot, but he, I'll, I'll submit it to him, which is also a good thing, and he'll say, that's not the timing or whatever. So, um, and if it is a negative thing, the, um, if, it, if it, you see something, like you think someone is making an unwise choice, and the Lord says that person's headed down the wrong road, turn it into a positive. You don't have to go to them and say, thus says the Lord, you're going to burn in hell or something like that. That would be the wrong thing to do. But you could turn it around and say, I feel like the Lord is calling you and encouraging you to, you know, blah, 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 blah. So that was what we got. Yeah. Uh, number two, serving others. Okay. Oh. Um, I can't hear it right now. This group, okay, let me just tell you, this group, they know their gift. They already got an assignment for One Love City Church. This is going to start tomorrow. We're calling Lowe's. They're donating the things that we need. Um, Miss Geneva has a sixth-grade boy at her school right now today that is under cancer treatments, and it is causing him to be very weak and in a wheelchair. And his family has brought it to the attention of the school that he needs a ramp. He needs a wheelchair ramp. So, Geneva is going to get information from all the family tomorrow. I'm going to be calling Lowe's about when and how we can get the supplies for that. But this table is willing to serve. And I know that there is others 
that didn't come to this table that has carpentry um, gifts, that has ability, as Russell said, just swing a hammer. So we're going to get that date to y'all soon. But I was just so excited. They're like, we already got some. We're ready to, we're going to start on this tomorrow. So this obviously is the serving others table. But Miss Geneva, um, share with them just 15 seconds of some other things that you saw as a group that your gift can do well. We as a group also um, saw one thing to be is a, a good listening ear for people who just want to talk. As she said, maybe going to the nursing home and they, you know, they just want to talk. They talk, they talk, they talk. Sometimes we want to shine them off, but we were saying maybe it's good to just sit and, and give that listening ear. Even if you don't say a word, be a good listener. And the other thing was assisting others, gearing toward the elderly in their need, whatever that need is. If it's cleaning a toilet, cooking a meal, planting a flower, raking a yard, we want to be able to do that. We want to be able to do that. And the other thing was that we would like to go out and help Habitat for Humanity. Teachers. Uh, well, you know, one of the things was it says, you know, how do you, um, how do you do that gift? How do you do it and do it well? And you know, of course, the first thing is study, study to show yourself approved, a workman who need not to be ashamed, but who can rightly divide the word of truth. You know, a lot of people come and say that the word contradicts itself. No, it don't. It's just our understanding of how to, you know, make it say what it really says, and to rightly divide it. And to, uh, you know, what is the purpose of teaching is to give somebody understanding. The Bible says to be able to give an a answer to the hope that lies within you. So if you don't know why you believe what you believe, you know, how are you going to tell somebody else? How are you going to instruct somebody else? So, uh, you know, uh, even, you know, one of the things several of us said that we have different gifts, you know, we might... We might be dealing hospitality or we might deal in, in giving or uh, helps or whatever. Um, even in doing that, you really need to be able to be able to teach, to give a person an understanding of what the purpose is in the gift that they have. And uh, why, do you, why do you give? There's a, you know, you teach them. the teachers do they find out why you do what you do that's good encouragement where's the encouragement table take about 30 seconds and tell us okay first and foremost we want to say that god is always available so make yourself available encourage others to speak to the holy spirit open your heart to the spirit to be positive and to love yourself so that you're able to give the word and encourage others just as well, just as good as you can. Um, to be a good listener, to continue to have faith no matter what you're going through. If you feel it, speak it, act on it. Be confident, encourage others and yourself to always pray. Use the word of love in Christ when encouraging others. 
Way to go, encouragers. Givers. Giving it. Uh, we have several things here about as far as uh, fulfilling uh, the gift to be a giver. First thing is you give unconditionally with an open heart. You expect nothing from the person that you're giving to or persons. Uh, not expecting to gain from them. Um, in any capacity but you're giving and God sees you're giving uh, he's the one that uh, has laid it on your heart to give the enemy is not going to lay it on your heart to give unless it's to give somebody a hard time uh, but you look to God for your reward because the Bible says that he is a, he is God, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And God is, look, if God, God, um, his hands are not tied. Always be in a spirit of, of uh, joy when you're giving don't say oh my goodness here comes the plate again that you, that right there just marked out your reward right there your attitude um, don't look at your giving as uh, for an earthly reward if it I mean God wants you God wants you to have he wants to bless us, and uh, but you know if it doesn't if it doesn't happen here while we're here, then we have to just maintain that faith and that belief that it's going to happen when we are standing in His presence. Um, be unselfish with your giving, without hesitation. If, and, and I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about anything. If uh, someone may need their yards cleaned up, their yards mowed, someone may need a ride to town or to, a, to the doctor or to the grocery store, uh, that's giving. Um, uh, when you give, release your faith that it's going to be given back. By, and, and, and expect it to be given back by God. He, uh, he wants us to have the best. When, when you, uh, well, I'm not going to go there. Uh, whatever you give, you are sowing a seed. And you cannot have a crop if you do not sow a seed. So whatever you sow, you are going to reap, whether it be your money, whether it be your time, whether it be uh, 
your leadership qualities, you're, 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 you're leading someone, showing them what this word says, um, um, in your prophetic word that you're showing people, look, this is what God says about this situation in your life. All of this is about giving and about, it all just joins, it's a chain hooked together. Every one of these tables, that whatever word was on them, it's, it's a chain joined together. And it's, uh, it's a strong chain that cannot be broken. Um, what's this word here? Yep. Look, when you give to someone, don't don't put conditions on them. When I was a young Christian, um, and people would come up to me, I drove a truck for years and years, and I went to a lot of different places. And you see people that they're just hungry, and I've bought, and I'm not saying this, I'm just telling you where I came from. I have bought people meals and that were hungry and then a, and then a person would ask me well hey man you got you got a couple of dollars that i can get me a pack of cigarettes and i'd say i ain't buying you no cigarettes i don't smoke and i ain't buying you no cigarettes but see i should have just given to them and let god what i do and with the heart that i do it with the intent of my heart that i do it with is on me and if I do it with willingly if I am willing and obedient that's what God told I mean that's what Samuel told uh, Saul be willing and obedient and you will eat the good of the land but I've got to be willing and obedient I've got to be obedient and I've got to be willing and if I do that then, then what I do is not on me it's on them. What they do with it is on them. If they go out and want to buy dope with it, cigarettes, booze, just squander it on anything, that's on them. It's not on me. I gave, I gave because of the God laid it on my heart to give to them. And right there, that person is, they might not realize it then, but, but their seed's being sown in their heart. And, and I might not see it come to pass, but the Holy Spirit's going to deal with that person because it was given in the right attitude. And, uh, you know, that, ex that excites me right there because, you know, I can, I can put, I can put um, um, conditions on a person if I give them something. I can put conditions on them or I cannot, and I choose not to. Uh, in our gift God is not going to ask you to give somebody something we always like pastor said we always the first thought is money well you know you might not have a lot of money but whatever you got uh, use that you can't have a crop without a seed this is our the jobs and, and businesses and stuff we have, that's, that's our 
seed basket. We take out of that to plant. That's our seed basket. That's not, that's not our reward. That's our seed basket. That's how we get our crop, whatever it is. Um, you know, the lady that when Jesus was standing there and she had two mites, she gave what she could. And I promise you, she, I, you know, this is just me. But knowing God and knowing Jesus and the spirit that is on them and in them, uh, I don't believe that lady was hungry again. Because she gave all. And uh, let's see. Yep, don't judge the receiver. Don't, don't, play, don't put any any kind of judge, judgment on them, you know, hang your robes up. We're, none of us are qualified to judge. Um, I've, I learned that a long time ago. I hung my robes up a long time ago because I'm not qualified to do that. And the devil will come to you and he will try to put that on you or put it in your mind. When you, when you do something like this, any of this stuff, when you give of yourself, you've got to, you've got to give of yourself totally and leave it up to God. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And then we got to be in his rest. We've got to, he says, take my yoke upon you. For it is, my yoke is easy and my burden's light. That's what he tells us. And that's what we got to do. And it's going to be easy to carry because he's going to carry it for us. But uh, that's just what, that's what we came up with here at this table on giving. And that every bit of this is, it's chained together. It's chained together. So, God bless you. I just want to admonish you um, as a church. Um, all of the gifts, like he said, they all go together. They're all interreliant upon each other. One enhances the other. One promotes the other. And when Paul told Timothy to stir up the gift that's within you, you know, Paul, uh, Timothy's gift was as a pastor, preacher, prophet, you know, whatever. But that, that truth still holds true for whatever your gift may be, you know, to stir up the gift. As a body, this is a way that you stir up the gift that's within the body. But, but the, the gift of giving, in, it's been my observation, is a very foundational gift. It's a very, um, you, need, you need servers, you need prophecy, we need teaching, we need expound, all of this. But, but for that table to fulfill its gift, this one is very much needed. This is one that, that you need to begin to call in. This is what I felt like the Lord was saying. You need to begin to call this gift in. You need to begin to encourage this gift to become very predominant. This is usually, it's been, again, been one of my observations, this is successful business people. Um, we kept saying that, you know, that God, he supplies 
this is one of the way that he supplies as a body. Again, for, for them to fulfill, somebody's going to have to step up to the table that has this gift right here and bring that forth. And being that you're here today, I'm sure it's you. Amen. <laughs> Me what? I shared a little story here about my grandmother. She she was not raised in a church, but uh, my wife and I had an opportunity to lead her to the Lord uh, before she, several years before she passed away. And uh, uh, still, you know, we had to talk to her and encourage her about some things. She was just didn't understand a lot, but um, she had a gift to give. Even, even before she knew the Lord, she had a gift to give. And I heard her say, we were, we were down there one day uh, eat, eating lunch with her and my granddaddy. And she had several sweet potato pies there laying out on the table. And <laughs> she said, children, y'all just go ahead and start eating. I've got to go down to one of her friends, probably five, six, seven miles down the road there from her that she grew up with. She said, I've got to take her a pie. I told her I would fix her a pie and bring it to her. And she said, the old thing, she can't get out and go anymore. And, and the funny thing about that is my grandmother was probably 10 years older than her. But they were raised right there in the community, farming community. And they had known one another all their life. And then, you know, uh, that just, you know, I thought, you know, here she is, already outlived most of her friends, and they were younger than her, and here she is running errands for her friends that, that can't get out and do, and she's up, still up, ready to do it. Just every, and it was every day like that. You can ask Casey. Uh, it was every day that, that she was, and I guarantee you if you went to her house, you was going to eat. leadership table take about 30 seconds okay um so what we uh kind of brainstormed about about leadership is in order to lead we have to serve and set the example of how to lead um another thing is leading in our sphere of influence where you know for example where you where you work or if you go to school or what environment you're around, that is your opportunity where you can lead. Um, and leading and having that leading by example mentality, you know, walking the talk. Um, um, discipleship, training others, and making yourself available to God and others, making, making time for that in order to hear from him so you can help others. Um, having compassion for what others are going through being able to lead and guide them through trials by wisdom and experience. Um, it's difficult to relate to someone if you don't have that compassion for them. Or a lot of times is what um, leaders, leaders will do is they'll go through a lot of things in their life and not even understand why, why they're going through it. And well, most of the times it's not even about what we're going through. It's about what we can help that person with when we meet that person and tell them, hey, listen, I've been there understand where you're going through let me let me help you 
um, having confidence, having a confidence in who God has called you to be and in any kind of gift, having that confidence. Um, a leader also has to be a follower first, a follower of the Holy Spirit. So we have to follow the Holy Spirit. We have to follow God before we can lead someone else. We can't just be a leader without his help. Um, or we will, we ourselves will lead people astray. So it's important that we use the gift that God has given us for him and not for bad. Kindness to others' table. The meaning of kindness is the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate, a kind act. So I completely agree that we had talked about kindness really sounds a lot like encouragement. So I'm in complete agreement that really every gift works together. Like right now the Lord gave me a vision of, you know, spools, and then the next spool connects to the next one and next. And when you come down on Survivor, they had to do it. You come down, and then you turn it, and every wheel turns. And they had to do it, and it poured out water. So when they got it all working as one mechanism, so anyway, that was weird. The Lord just gave that to me just that second. Anyway, all of this together working is the gospel displayed in full. When every wheel is turning as a church, as a body, the arms, the legs, the body of Christ, it is the full gospel of Jesus Christ in complete and utter action. So we felt like kindness, one just example, would be finding the person that's in the shadows, finding the one that's standing alone, listening. My husband, he is just a firm believer that you will listen, people will talk to you. And you find out so much about them. Stay in tune with the needs. Giving of your time is a lot about kindness. Observe a need and maybe go speak to the service department who then might speak to the giving department. And also kindness is a fruit of the Spirit. Awesome. Um, well, I'm just, I'm excited to see you all just gather together in your gift and just a, um, talk amongst one another and, and to hear all the wonderful things that each one of the gifts. I hope y'all felt something was being pulled out of you today, something pulled out of you to help you want to sit upright and forward toward the mark, whatever that mark be, if your group made a mark or if you feel like there's something internally in you that Holy Spirit is saying that he wants you to meet. I pray that that was met today. I also know that in Philippians chapter 4, the Lord, our God, says that he will supply every need of ours. That need is also your gifts, abilities. So when I was saying earlier, if you felt like, well, I don't really know what's in me because I don't have what it takes in the physical to fulfill the need that is in me spiritually, that was of fear. And I'm going to give just a little quick testimony of a woman that I know that has the gift of serving that wanted to serve this week, but she had no resources in the natural. The only resource that she had was her cell phone, which had a Facebook app on it. 
So on Facebook, she posted that she knew of a family that was hungry and not had food for four days. And it said, can anybody help me? And she put her cell phone number. No one made a comment. And she has over 400 friends on Facebook, but nobody made a comment. But her phone rang from someone that she did not think would had replied to this comment. And he said, I'm at my place of business cooking food for them now. Please come and get this and take it to them. And I'm talking about a five-star, four-star restaurant. The owner was like, I'm just going to take what I have, this business I own, prepare food for them, and you come and get this hot, four-star prepared breakfast. And so that is what I saw when I heard that testimony. As I saw Philippians 4, I saw God working and meeting the need. So that's why I just want to encourage you. Don't let fear bind you up in your thought life to say, I don't have a gift from God. I don't have the ability to do what's really in me. And just swing by that encouragement table right there. I'm sure one of them will help build you up in that area. If you just can't seem to get on top of your thought life, you see who they are, hold them accountable and be like, help me, encourage me, build me up. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Why don't you stand to your feet? I'm going to pray over the offering, and then Mr. Don's going to be right back there in the back. Wave your hand, Mr. Don. There's Mr. Don, that good-looking man with the purple shirt on. Yeah. Um, don't forget your One Life groups that meet this week. We've got some great testimonies about what's come. But if you have not engaged, if you have not embraced one, Get online, onelovecitychurch.com. Did I get that right? We got our website up and going. We got all the information going. So don't forget that. February 11th. Everybody say February 11th. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't forget the 11th of February. It's going to be our One Love Sunday. We're gearing this entire Sunday around the lost. People that are lost, people that have not been to church, that don't go to church. This is your opportunity. I'll give you more details later on, but we're going to be giving them a gift, the music, the preaching, everything. We're going to do brunch. Everything's going to be geared around them as our guest, okay? So keep that in mind. And last but not least, what am I forgetting? Baby shower this coming Saturday, 1 o'clock, Sandra Simmons' house, baby boy Elijah. Elijah or Elisha? Elijah. Who? Miss Amy. Did you hear that? Food. Food. Listen, let me pray over the offering, pray over you guys, and we'll go. Okay, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for everything you've done this morning. We thank you for the word. We thank you for the demonstration of the word. And we thank you for the activation of the word in our lives. Father, we step out in our gifts with more boldness like never before. I thank you for the seed that was sown. Now we give of our seed that you've given us financially. We give that to you. We honor you. We thank you. 
We bless you. We bless one another. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. Everybody said? Amen, amen. You are dismissed.